and hey, welcome to our show today. Welcome to welcome to the fog in the forest. <laughs> this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we are broadcasting live from For- Fog City today. And this is Mr. Doug Johnston, our co-host. Hello, Doug. I think it's more the song "Smoke It's in Your Eyes." Oh God, it's awful out there. Yeah, you can't even you can barely see the next door building. Barely. Well, you can't see Seattle. That's no, for you sure. can't. It's completely off the map right now. So, as many of you know, we've been sub- subjected to some fires up here. It's sort of like a connection to California. It's moved up. It hasn't actually moved up from, or well, maybe it has. I yeah, they, I think they did move I, up yeah, from here. I was wondering about that. Yeah. So California up to Oregon, and now it's up here. And so it's basically the whole West Coast is on fire. Isn't that nice? Well, at least we're catching them up here that are starting it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it's interesting. And, um, you know, it's just something we have to deal with till about next Tuesday, I think. And this should be wiped out of here when they bring in some rain. So that'll help a lot. Uh, the so, rain couldn't come fast enough for me. Huh? The rain could not come fast enough for I me. I know, me too. So, anyway, so today on the show, we have on Mr. Mitchell Lewis. He is an astrologer from New York City. I seem to like him from New York, but because next week's astrologer is from New York too. But anyway, he's going to be on. He's going to be talking maybe a little bit about the elections. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about Jupiter stationary going direct today. This is cool. So that's happening tonight. So I happened to catch that post on his Facebook page today. I thought, oh, that's perfect. We're going to launch that this morning. So anyway, we're going to have him on and be talking about that. And also we have on for our Celebrity of the Week, Mr. Bob Woodward, who is coming out with a new book on Tuesday called Rage. It's all about, guess who? The man who's had 1,200 books written about him so far since he's been in office. So this is add the next one to the stack. So that shows how important he is. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you always do that. I knew it. <laughs> I was waiting for the shoe to drop. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. And because he's a really interesting chart, I think. And... um so we're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to be talking to to um, Chris or no Mitchell. So anyway, we have a good show here for you today, and I hope you stay tuned for all of it. And we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to do the astral celebrity of the the week afterwards. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And if I hadn't already introduced myself, I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, your host, and Mr. Doug Johnston, my co-host. And we have Mr. Nathan Miller at the boards. I never do introduce him, but I thought it was worth it this morning. 
He's smiling. Oh, goody. <laughs> and he comes up with sound effects that we love. We love them. So whenever you expect, don't expect it. It happens. <laughs> like maybe right now or not. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, we're going to be doing now the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Ah, yes. So today we're going to be talking about Bob Woodward. And as a extra for this, we're going to bring on my guest, Mr. Mitchell Lewis. Hi, Mitch. Hi, Eileen. How are you? Wonderful. Unfortunately, things are not so good for you out in the West. We have a beautiful day here. but Oh, I know. But, you know, look, our, whole, our whole nation is weeping for you. Trust me. Oh, thank you. Um. We get some of this every summer, you know, kind of a bad, icky stuff, you know, but this is the worst because of the fires that have happened up here. And they're really. This is what's happening. Yeah. I mean, this is what, um, and from where I live, I live in a little city southwest of Tacoma, and just a little bit uh, east of there is where a lot of these fires have broken out. So it's not that close, but it's close enough. But it's much clearer down there than here. Yeah, it is a lot clearer down there. That's true. Yeah, it's really foggy up here. I mean, it's not even fog. It looks yellow outside. It's smoky. It's smoky. So anyway, we will live through it. You have to take a few extra precautions. But anyway, you know. So anyway, we're going to be talking about Bob Woodward here. And I know you have his chart. I, I, you know, I basically kind of want to talk about him for a minute because um, his chart is so unusual to me. And one of the things that I just want to mention really quick besides his birthday which is March 26, 1943, at 6.35 p.m. Central War Time CWT in Geneva, Illinois. So what do you have to say about him, just real quick? Uh, well, I mean, Bob is an interesting chart. Uh, it, it, it's the chart of a, of a writer, frankly. Yeah. He's got the sun in trine to Pluto. Yeah. He certainly is a powerful man. Mm-hmm. He's got the, uh, uh, the Neptune in opposition to his sun. Right. So Bob can do one of two things, depending on how one uses the Neptune energy. Right. Either he's completely illusional and delusional, <laughs> or he is able to focus on the spiritual side of humanity. Mm-hmm. And in a very strange way, because of the career that he chose, remember, I don't know about you, but I believe in free will astrology. Right. I, I do think too. And in advance, I think we are given a chart and we then make decisions. He chose to be essentially a, a servant which is what all, all uh, reporters are. They are serving the public. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, uh, you know, he, he, he has uh, the moon in opposition to Saturn very closely. I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't want to date him, but that's his business. You no, know? I wouldn't either, but yeah. And, uh, but he's, you know, it's, it is a powerful chart. Uh, the Pluto squares Venus, the moon opposes Saturn. So, you know, I think that Bob's issues have a lot to do with his desire and need to fix some things in himself. Right. And he, and he does it through the collective, which is often how some of the great people in our society do it. I I did a a webinar recently about the coming election. Yes, I I know. I listened to it. It was great. Thank you. Thank you so much. And one of the things, one of the things that I do when I, when I do mundane astrology, is, uh, you know, people say to me, oh, Trump has better aspects than Biden or Biden has better aspects than Trump. I don't think that matters. Okay. I think this we're dealing with the collective here, not with an individual trying to, to win a grant. Right. 
Yeah, I agree. And uh, it, it has to do with how each of the individuals involved interact with the other participants, in this case, America. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you saw in the webinar, I, I took a look at uh, FDR's chart yeah. and how it falls on America's chart and why he was such a powerful uh, entity for mm -hmm. our nation. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go through all of that. If people are interested, please we'll go to the website. Subject? Uh, no. He's, he's talking about a webinar that he did. And okay. He, and the, some of the charts. I thought we were did. still on Bob's. What yeah, I we're still talking yeah, about I'm, Bob. Yeah, I'm circling. He's circling I'm around. Circling okay. the wagon train here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does. I do. I do that too. You know, it's like. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I guess that wagon train was a real long wagon train. <laughs> that was our well, producer sorry, and his know. sound effects. Thank you Look, so much, Jupiter, Nathan. <laughs> I have Jupiter rising, as you know, Sagittarius yes, I know. rising. So I tend to to expand out mm -hmm. a little bit too much, perhaps. Sometimes. Oh no, that's okay. Yeah. But Didn't I, you I have a website called JupiterRising.com? Yeah. That's yeah, a, I wanted that website. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Don't call, that's talk okay. to my webmaster. Maybe you can buy it. From that's me. all right. <laughs> I think I told you this. There's a rock group. There's a rock group called Jupiter Rising. <laughs> there's a rock group called Jupiter Rising. Oh yes, right. yes. By that, that name. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, right. A million dollars we might have sold it. <laughs> right. And I anyway, thought, what I did, go ahead. what I did was I, I looked at Trump. And Bob Woodward's charts in synastry and in composite. Okay, with Bob Woodward, Biden, Biden, mm -hmm. and and um, Trump. Did no, you? No, Bob Woodward and Trump. Oh, 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 sure. Yeah, they work together. Hello. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Eighteen. And why? And why? You know, all of this came out. And look, you know, I'm not going to get into the politics of it. I think people who follow me know what my politics are. Yeah. Uh, I I don't care. Whether you follow, you like Trump, you don't like Trump, you know, I mean, obviously I care on a personal level, but when we're dealing with astrology, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Donald, Donald Trump's chart is, as you and many of your listeners probably know, is quite an, an intense chart. Yeah. It's a, he's a full moon eclipse baby yeah. born with Uranus right near the sun. Mm -hmm. So he is incredibly explosive, non-committal, will not will not deal with any restrictions at all mm -hmm. placed upon him. Right. The only restrictions that are placed upon him are the emotional ones that his upbringing. Yeah. Yes. That's I mean, his, his parents thing. relationship was a mess. His parent, his relationship with each of the parents is a mess. But yeah. Right. And he's got and he's got Mercury square Neptune. Right. So he wouldn't know the truth if it bit him on the ass. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, he really, he doesn't care. It's not part of his of his functioning. He never cared. That does not mean that everybody born with Mercury square Neptune is going to be Donald Trump. Yeah. Just Some people are extremely spiritual with this kind of Yes, of just a, think he could have used that for artistic endeavors. Uh-huh. Oh, he could have been. He could have been a great philanthropist. Right. He could have done charity work. He could have been an amazing human being. Well, whatever. Okay, let's get back to Bob Woodward here. Where are we? So when I, right, okay, so we when I look track. at Bob Woodward and Donald Trump's charts, right? Bob Woodward's son opposes Donald Trump's Mercury within minutes. Uh huh. His yes. Mercury, his Mercury squares Donald Trump's son. Okay. His North Node falls on Donald Trump's Mars. Yeah. All of this to me adds up to feeding into the narcissism of Donald Trump. Yeah, you could see that. Yeah. In their composite chart, 
They have a son, Mercury conjunct. So they, you know, Trump will talk to him endlessly. Mm-hmm. He'll talk. He'll talk to him now, even after everything that's happened. He'd call him up and say, "Hey, Bob, how, how did you do that to me?" And Bob will continue to record him. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, Mars is sense. in opposition to that Sun Mercury conjunct. So again, he can't shut up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things I find out really interesting is I look at really weird stuff, stuff that jumps out, my eye jumps out at. I notice that his Mercury is literally, I mean, everything else degree-wise is like about 13 or 15 degrees below. And here's his Mercury at 27 degrees. It's sort of like, it's sort of like a void of course Mercury. I mean, it's literally all out there by itself, literally. Well, but you do have the opposition of Neptune there. I know, but I and mean, you can't discard that's cross, that. That's cross sign, and that's a matter of opinion. Yeah, I personally am a sign astrologer, and I don't believe that a planet in in uh, cardinal is in opposition to a planet in mutable. Okay. So I don't. I think there is a mild influence of it, but I don't think that it's nearly as important as the Neptune opposite sun. Okay. Yeah, the in Neptune quadru- sign. Quadruplicity. Yeah. Right, exactly. I just found but, it you know, interesting, have, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, Liz Green is one of my favorite writers. I love her books. Mm-hmm. And I do she too. wrote, she wrote that when a planet has no, what we call talonic aspects right. to it, it's. Uh, she, I believe as she described it, it's like having a tenant living in the basement right, that you're not right. aware of. Yeah, right. I've heard and the same that, story. Yeah, when that planet gets set off by transit or progression, it's like he explodes through the floorboards. It comes out of the basement and is running around, and everybody's going, right. who is that person? <laughs> so Bob so Bob Woodward has that unaspected Mercury, like you said. Yeah, right. And, and except for an, uh, an inconjunct, a wide inconjunct to the node at Chiron, you know, some rather minor aspects, it's the influence of the Neptune opposite the sun, which is very Piscean, Neptunian, Neptunian. Right. and then you put the Mercury in Pisces, right? Also Neptunian. Yeah. So uh, Bob Bernstein is far more, like I said, a servant than maybe people will recognize if mm-hmm. they only look at superficially. Right. Yeah, I looked at it first. We have to take a break really quick here in a second, but I looked at that and I said, "How does he come up with?" All that infinite little details about stuff, and how does he write so succinctly with a Mercury in Pisces? How does he do that? You know, and well, then, the ruler of the third house is Pluto. Yeah, right. That helps. And the moon, and the moon, the moon is in there, the Sagittarius. Yeah, right. there's extraneous things that attach itself to the Mercury, so that that Mercury is much more full-bodied. So and Saturn, of course, creates the foundation for everything, and it opposes this that. This is true. So, this you is know, there true. you got it. And it sextiles the sun. It's very well placed. Yeah, exactly. It's in ninth exactly. house, but, you know, but still, you know. Yeah, right. So, okay, we have to take a break really quick. When we get back, we're going to have more with our guest, Mr. Mitch Lewis. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to MattShayBooks.net, we cover the world of animals. This week, September 13th, it's Best Neuroenergetic Balancing Rasmussen Reset and Energy Code Sunday with Nels and Linda Rasmussen joining us. Together, they can help you or your animal friends with physical, emotional, or behavioral issues. So, hope you can join us and plan to call in for your free remote session on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Need help getting started with self-help? 
You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes and my co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. Huh? Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't see you through the fog. I know. It's really, really bad in here. Anyway, and then my good, good friend, Mr. Mitchell Lewis, is on today, too. So, Mitch, what we wanted to talk about next and is the Jupiter Direct today. And uh, I didn't even even think about it, and I looked at your post this morning. I went, oh, my God, we've got to talk about that. So um, the interesting thing about stationary planets, which, of course, I'm writing a book about, which is really interesting because there's hardly any information out there. So I'm having to make up a lot of stuff. Well, not make up, but, you know, draw my conclusions. No, you said it right. You're making it up. I'm making <laughs> Okay. I'm making it up. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anytime a planet goes stationary direct or, or retrograde, I'm kind of sitting there watching it. What's going on? What's going on? So, I mean, a few days ago when Mars went r- retrograde, all we saw were these fires here. You know, it makes sense that this would happen. But um, everything seems to back up and then starts to release itself into, into the retrograde. So what do you think about this Jupiter Direct? Well, like, like you said, I wrote, I wrote a little piece for my newsletter and I posted it on Facebook today. I'm going to read a, a couple of little pieces. Okay. Uh, Jupiter, the planet of growth, optimism, and education, finally turns around and begins its forward motion. This is something to look forward to on many levels. For one thing, optimism and hope for a better future can accompany this reversal of direction. I have great hope that this may happen, and I fully support any effort to make it a reality. But I'm not blindly assuming that just because this planet reverses direction, that's all's right with the world. This is a complicated aspect that isn't fully understood by many students of astrology. It's been a very difficult retrograde for Jupiter. Now, I'm going to put my notes in here, my thoughts. I I spent uh, a number of years on the floor of the Mercantile Exchange uh, Mm -hmm. as an astro-economist. And uh, I I, uh, traded for many years. I do a lot of financial astrology. I do a lot of different kinds of astrology, but that's one thing that I'm known for. And through my years of, of working with stocks and commodities, I saw that when Jupiter changes direction, it is very often a change of direction in the markets. Okay. Not always. Nothing's 100%. And you can't, it's, it, if, if astrology worked like cookie cutters, then we'd all be geniuses. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of intuition. And I don't separate astrology from what's happening in life. Just because, you know, a planet is hitting something in your chart doesn't mean it's going to have the same effect that it had the last time it did. Right. Or that it does for someone else. Right. So to get back to these notes for a minute, um, while the stocks have continued to stay near the highs, much of that was a result of manipulation by the feds and exuberant, overly inflated confidence and buoyancy as we await some good news regarding the vaccine. The economy is in shambles. The virus continues to plague our nation second to none. The rule of law, which Jupiter controls, has been abused in ways only the most fearful of novelists could have predicted. I'm a little Jupiterian too. So yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now as Jupiter changes direction, we're beginning to, f- to see support in the stocks begin to fade. I don't know if you pay attention, but over the last week or so, uh, the tech stocks in particular took a nosedive. Right. I saw that. 
-hmm. They're down in correction territory, down about 10%. And we'll see what happens over the next week or so. Right. Um, We'll know within a week or so if that support can be bolstered or if it's time to run for the hills one more time. Right. Cuba has much to do with world events. It rules the laws, often prominent in many things involving the collective. And I expect that we will hear some important news very soon that will have a massive effect on the coming election. Okay. The only thing that is standing between our fragile democracy and the demise are the courts. If you've been reading newspapers and paying attention to the broader source of news than just one channel, I won't mention which channel. Right. You know that there is a serious problem in the world's shakier democracies with the power of the courts to restrain dictators, plutocrats, and others who would do away with the power of the people has been greatly diminished or in some cases completely eliminated. In Turkey, Poland, Hungary, and other nations, the checks and balances that were put in place to prevent the power grab by one individual or party have been pretty much destroyed. Mm-hmm. Are we to face the same situation in America? Only the will of the people will ensure that we don't. That's, I mean, that's how I feel about Mercury turning around. I believe that that. I mean, Jupiter. <laughs> I mean, Jupiter. Sorry. sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Moon and Virgo um, always wants to correct things. Go ahead. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I've been there too. So okay. <laughs> um, we are, as as most people know, we are we are at a crossroads. We're we're at a point where we're going to go one way or another. Now, right. you saw my webinar, so you know that I am predicting and have predicted for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, on coast, I go on coast to coast AM a couple of times a year. I've been doing that since about uh, uh, 2011, I think, or so, about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And even though my politics don't coincide with uh, many people who go on the show, they tolerate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been predicting that Joe Biden would win this election for some time. Right. And I believe he is going to win it bigly. Mm-hmm. Bigly. Uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, essentially what today would be considered a blowout. Okay. But that does not mean that Trump doesn't somehow or other retain power. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's what many people are afraid of on both sides. You know, I, I connect it all. The, the, I look at the, 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 uh, uh, the charts of the Dow, New York Stock Exchange, the, the oil, all of that. And no matter who wins this election, the markets will adjust. Mm-hmm. They will accept a Biden presidency. They will accept a Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. What they won't accept is unsuredness. Mm-hmm. And if there is a, a serious um, uh, a battle over this election that perhaps breaks down to one person, Mr. John Roberts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Florida happened to have here. Right. Uh, then we're going to see, you know, uh, the disintegration, essentially, of, of the support right. in our economy. Right. Now, I, I believe that we're going to be facing a serious dip. Look, I, I, not to blow my own horn, but just so you understand how the astrology and the financial astrology works, I predicted the crash of 08 more than a year in advance within a week of its occurrence. Mm-hmm. Very well known to me. I predicted this most recent crash. Mm-hmm. I am also predicting what I've done in my lectures is said we were going to see a two-pronged crash. The first one by the end of the year, which happened, you know, or the beginning of, you know, in March or so. And the second one right after the inauguration or around that time, January 5th. Okay. 
And the issues that we're dealing with, of course, I mean, look at what you guys are dealing with out west. This isn't fires. Mm -mm. This is the change of climate. Yes. This is. is the end of the world as we know it. It's mm -hmm. the end of the world as we know it. Well, you know, I like that song too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, the, with this, the change of climate, that means we'd be going into an ice age. Oh, that'd be terrible. Because when you block out the sun, that's what you get. And that's what we've got going on here. Yeah. Well, of course. The, um, it's but, 56 but degrees to... here today, okay? 56. Right. But and the high is to, to get to 66. Yeah. Yeah, well, you have to decide on whether you're looking what what time span you're looking at. Well, when we look at the ice age that actually did happen, that was because the fact that we had volcanoes that put this kind of flume over the top of the world for quite some time. Right. So it took a, several thousand years. This gives you an ice age. It took several thousand years for that ice age. To and begin. if we go and we look it at it, didn't happen in a couple of years or over a long weekend in the Hamptons. <laughs> How long were you doing this as far as with the market? Were you doing the astrology with it? Oh, I did. I, I, I've been doing uh, the markets. Uh, I think they brought me on the floor of the exchange around 93. Okay. Okay. Just... And uh, I got to learn more about astrology by being in the markets oh, yeah. than, mm -hmm. than anything else, because I got to see astrology work on a day-to-day -day basis in the collective. Yeah. Yep. And it was really quite uh, an interesting education. I am working on a book on it, just so I can give the information out to others. Who... Yeah, you can do that at the end of the show. I was a broker great. for 22 years. I used it, and I think that it works great. Yeah, it does. Oh, that was great. But what were you, what uh, stocks, commodities, what were you working on? Stocks. That's Merrill Lynch. Oh, okay. You know, I'll tell you a quick little story. While I was on the floor, there was a trader in uh, the dollar index pit named uh, 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 John. His name was. And then he used to, they all used to bust my balloons. Hey, star man. Hey, star man. <laughs> so one day I went, one day I went over to John. I said to him, why do you, why do you do that? And he said to me, I'm going to tell you something. And if you tell any of the rest of them this, I'm going to deny it. He said, I traded silver in the pit for 20 years. And I had a friend who was an astrologer. And I bought silver on the new moon and I shorted it on the full moon. And I made a living for 20 years. Wow. Now, that's just the simplistic. What I did with the commodities was far more advanced. Because I, you know, I, I mean, that's the kind of mind I have. I got a Mercury Pluto control. Yeah. So I yeah. tend to dig deeply into things. Well, you know what they say yes, uh, astrologers are, um, have billionaires. That's what JP Morgan said. Well, that's accredited to J.P. Morgan, Eileen, but I, I've done a lot of research and find that there is absolutely no evidence that it was actually him that said that, but that's oh, okay. Well. I use, it sounds I use that phrase. No, honey, I use that phrase, too, and when I do <laughs> lectures, I, I attribute it to him. It's okay. Oh, I had to pull it out. What the heck? You no, know? but it's true. Millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires, Billionaires do. do. Right, exactly. So, listen, we got to take another break really quick here. When we get back, I'll be continuing on with Mr. Mitchell Lewis. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Barrel Full of Monkeys from Matt Shea. Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions with Matt Shea started out as a new venture. The Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions, which will be a collection of Matt's writings in a mini audiobook form. Doug and myself are a part of this new and fun group, along with KKNW host Kevin McDonald and Matt himself. 
Our first audio book is out now, and it's only $5, and you can order at mattsheabooks.net. In the meantime, you can browse Matt's updated and, up and redesigned website. And now there's a free audiobook too, to his site, Judge Wong. It's available, and you can download that for free. Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all that contact him. You can write to him at his personal email address at workinmat 7 W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com. And don't forget his website, www.mattsheabooks.net. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Bridget Dengel Gaspard to talk about her book, The Final Eighth. How can we use our inner selves to complete unfinished goals and gain mastery in accomplishing anything? On Saturday, Michael Bogart dispenses his wisdom in this encore presentation from earlier this year. Bringing you mastery and mystery one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer. With me, Doug Johnston, my co-host, and our guest today, Mr. Mitchell Lewis from New York City. So anyway, we were just talking about financial astrology, I believe. And uh, so is there anything else you wanted to say about that, Mitch? Well, look, we're really focusing on the election. Yes, we are. And I, mean, I could talk about financial astrology. In fact, I'm, I am uh, preparing another webinar on oh, good. Mark. And uh, uh, I will certainly let you guys know. And I hope that you have, you know, the time and the patience to sit through it. You don't have to do it live, of course. We'll record it. Well, you know, um, I, I, you know, listening to you, it's very, um, it's not boring. Okay. Thank goodness. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can I say this in a really good way? But you really have a really you're really impassionate about what you do. And, and you were talking about the elections, which was very interesting. What is your sun sign? Yeah. What I'm is, a cancer. I didn't know that. Why didn't I know that? You know, I was wondering about that. I'm with, a cancer with the moon on the ascendant and Sagittarius. OK, so Sagittarius rising. I'm, I've got that in conjunct. OK. All right. What, Doug, Doug, what are you? I'm curious. Double Gemini, Leo rising, stationary Saturn, trine Mercury. <laughs> I've gone through three near-death experiences, so I see things differently than you big time. Yeah. And I think you're going to see the nation go so red that it's going to amaze you at the end. Okay. That's when it. you say that's red, what you, I are you talking about politically? Or? I'm talking about every state turning red. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But that's okay. You can have your opinion on all of mine. Yeah, we all have I'm our I'm just opinions. telling you what I see. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. he's psychic too. So, and he's pretty good at it. So, look, but, I, I don't, I don't, for a second, pretend that we are not at uh, a tipping point. Yes, I'm oh, not. We I'm are. Not yeah, we are. Uh, you know, I believe that that everything that we believe in is up for grabs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and nor nor do I have this. You know, you know, there was a, there was a a comedian um, uh, in vaudeville. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Oh God! The cowboy comedian. Uh, the mind is the first thing to go. Will when Rogers. You get older. Will Rogers. Thank okay. You. And what? Will Rogers was a political uh, uh, comedian, and a reporter interviewed him once. Said to him, "Mr. Rogers, what political party are you affiliated with?" And his answer was, "I'm not a member of any organized party. I'm a Democrat." <laughs> 
Well, I'm a patriot. I'm not either one of those others. Okay. Because I don't think that they actually stand in for anything. You've got deep state on both sides. So oh. I'm ready for the deep state to disappear. Yes. Well, I, I don't think that's going to happen either. But that, but anyway, again, Doug, we, we, that's one of the reasons why we do these shows. I yeah. know. If everybody agreed on everything, it would be very boring. Yeah, I mean, we could just wrestle each other over the desk here. But no, we don't need to do that. I mean, right. we all have a right to express our opinions. Well, you know? I'm well, just expressing. I, the whole yeah. show has been on the other side right now. No, so now I'm come just on. going to tell you that I don't think it's quite the same way it's going to play out. Well, you know, well, so, you just well, had to get your moment. And Woodard, as far as I never had a say on it, but I do find that the guy has been doing this work for some time. And he worked very strongly as far with the Nixon case. And I'm not saying that I was a Nixon person because I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what, what guy has been doing this work? What do you mean? He was, he was there during the Nixon case as well. Oh, Who? oh yeah. Bob Woodard. Bob Woodward. Oh, Bob Woodward? Yes. I don't think Bob Woodward is as important to this entire conversation, frankly. Right. I think this is a. This is I'm a, sorry, a, Mitch. I, you, you just interrupted me. I was saying that I didn't have a say on that chart, and I wanted to say something there. I, I, I don't care if he has anything to say with what you're talking about right now. What I'm saying is that he has been used like this before, the way that he's being used this time. And if you look where the book is being published, it's being published by CBS. CBS is definitely very left, left wing. Right. And so if you, you start, well, I'm not a deep stater. And to me, CBS is a propaganda machine for the deep state. I see. And Doug, do you even know what the deep state means and how it began? Listen, I can tell you way back. If we want to go back to 1812, I can come forward with okay, it very okay. clearly. Right. It actually, it actually started under Grant's administration because it was such a corrupt administration that they decided to hire people who would be nonpartisan and would work for the government, not for any individual party. And that is what they are calling. You have to go back today. further that you have to go back well, to 1812. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I, you know, you're wrong. I don't, okay, I guys, I'm interrupting here. Okay, let's let's put this part away and let's move on to other really nice topics. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, this stuff i'm not going to exercise my opinion here but i frankly think it's a waste of my time to listen to listen to this stuff so anyway um let's move on to another topic shall we um so what were we talking about before all that happened mitch i don't know talking about the election we're talking about the markets right i was trying to explain that they are all interconnected Mm -hmm. there is no difference between them it's a matter of how you look at it right right and uh you know Right. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the Jupiter um, stationary going direct? Just a little bit on that. What Jupiter does is it exacerbates everything it comes in contact. Okay. A lot of astrologers think that Jupiter brings you all goodies and Saturn is the devil. Uh-huh. And I do not see it. Right. It does. If, have... you're, having, if you're having problems and you go through a very serious Jupiter transit, chances are pretty good that those problems will get bigger. Right. So with Jupiter turning around, while I am hopeful that it will create some optimism and some enthusiasm and possibly create something more balanced in the courts, 
Mm-hmm. I also take a look at what's happening in the environment, for example, for you guys out west. Right. And I recognize that this could, you know, as I wrote, you know, on Facebook, will the Western United States finally get some relief from the apocalyptic wildfires that are destroying millions of acres, or are we heading into a prolonged and relentless battle for the very survival of our way of life? Right. Anyone who still denies climate change upon us is frankly too blind to see or too selfish to care. That's just Mm -hmm. my personal. Right. Jupiter expands wherever it comes in contact with astrology students often misrepresent. Right. Look, as I as I say to some of my clients, I say, you know, Saturn, Jupiter comes along, you wrote a book. Ten people come to you and say to you, I'm going to make that book into a movie. Oh, and you're so excited and you you know make all these plans. And when Jupiter leaves, you're left with your book. You're holding in your book in your hands. Saturn comes along. Some fat guy smoking a cigar comes along and says, I'm going to make a book, a movie out of this, but you're going to work your uh-huh. ass off. And I'm going to make sure that you do this. And, blah, 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 blah. and after Saturn leaves, you got to move. Right. And so Jupiter turning around is something that we've all been hoping for and looking forward to. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to affect. And it's not, remember, it's not just Jupiter. We're going to face, see all of these planets turning around soon. Saturn, Pluto. This is a major transformative time in our, in our life, in our world. And because America is going through its Pluto return. Yes. That's the next thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Well, this is it's it's again it's all connected. I don't I don't separate them. You hit one domino and they all right, start. Right, right. Because one leads into the next, leads into the next, leads into the right. next. Don't you? Well, Pluto Pluto return has a great deal to do with uncovering a number of things. I do a lot of medical astrology too. I've been doing this for many many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first teacher was very into it. Isabel right. Hickey, many many years ago. Doug, did and, you have anything uh, to say? I'm sorry. Don't you? I want to know. Don't you find that Jupiter? You find, I find that Jupiter. uh, A lot of times, people that die, yes, have things going on with Jupiter. Like my sister just passed away with a trine. Yeah, right. And I see that more than not. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Go ahead. I find find that Jupiter is the most prominent planet in death charts. Right. Right. So do I. Yeah. Well, think of it this way. Jupiter rules higher education and long journeys. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I think we're going someplace when we die, and we're probably learning something new. Yeah, we're <laughs> it's very euphoric. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's, it's... But in medical in medical reads and in medical astrology, Pluto and Scorpio rule the elimination of waste in the body. Mm-hmm. It rules the erythra, the colon, the, the uh, sweat glands, even the tear ducts. Any way that we get poisons out of our lives. And America has a very deep virus. I'm not talking about the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the undercurrent, however you want to define. Uh, I I look at things like racism and uh, financial inequality and control and things like that as being a sickness. And if we do not get over that sickness, our growth potential is going to be very limited in the future. Right. So I'm optimistic that even though it's painful, look, when you rip off a scab in order to get the infection out from underneath it, it hurts. Yeah. But and you're revealing something, too. You're revealing something right. once you pull the scab off. Isn't that off. what's happening now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. On every level. Yeah, on every, every level. level. Not just in terms of, of social unrest, which is one 
obvious right. uh, example of it, but also in our body political. Right. Yeah. Nobody trusts anything anymore. No, nope, they don't. They don't. And, and so, you know, you're on this side, I'm on that side. Well, never the twain shall meet. We're right. not, it's not going to bring us anything. We're not going to learn anything from that. We have to find common ground, as painful as it is. You know, it seems as though that the last time our country went through something like this, similar to it, was the Civil War, when we had two opposing sides, and they were well, fighting each other. it was also 1968. I mean, you got to remember there have been other times, too. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking with the impact on our society that that particular event had, that, you know, a so huge dyna- diametrically, um, a huge line drawing between two fa- factions of people that, you know, just couldn't stand each other to see each other, you know, the the reds and the, you know, the blues, you know. And so that's basically, I think it's being react, reacted again right now, you know. with Well, that's, to some extent, that's true, Eileen, and I do agree with you. But again, the Vietnam War had the same kind of a split. Oh, that's a point. Nin- that's true. 1968 could very easily have been a civil war. Mm-hmm. Essentially, one of the things that prevented it from being a civil war was that there weren't 350 million guns in the hands of citizens. Yeah. Today, there are. Now, I'm not going to get into a fight about the Second Amendment or any of that. Mm -hmm. I just know that when you give loaded guns, when you give a loaded gun to a child and he shoots you, who's to blame? Yeah, right. So, you know, uh, it's uh, and nothing is ever going to change they, they shoot up synagogues and mosques and yeah. churches. They kill children. They shoot people in in uh, 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 Las Vegas at a, at a festival. Nothing changes. No. Maybe, maybe when there are armed militias in the hundreds or thousands marching into cities because they don't like what's happening politically. Right. Things might change. Yeah. And that's come pretty close in the last little few yes. weeks. It has. Yes, it has. Yeah. And, um, and that's that's what scares me and has scared me for years. Yeah. Long before uh, Donald Trump's presidency or any of the rifts that we're going through. So, you know, again, what happens in the election? Look, Inauguration Day, if you haven't looked at that particular chart. I've got chart, the chart right here. All right. It's got a, a Mars Uranus conjunct right. squaring right. the Sun, Saturn and Jupiter. Right. This is going to be a very explosive day, no matter who wins. Now, are we talking the election day? Or are we talking the inauguration? Inaugur- inauguration. Oh, okay, all right. Because I got the election day is, is the election day is is different. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, chart. Right. It has um, the sun in opposition to Uranus. One of the reasons why I believe there's a change in government. Ooh. Yep. Uh, it has you know a wide moon Neptune square. It's about five degrees apart. But with the sun and the moon, we get bigger orbs. Right, right. And it has that Saturn, I mean, sorry, that Pluto-Jupiter conjunct within a degree. Okay, yeah. And all of that is squaring the Mercury. So this is going to be an upsetting election and a much more upsetting inauguration day. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I never mind being wrong in astrology. I don't make many predictions. Right. And most of the predictions I have made have come true because I pick and choose very carefully. Right. I don't feel it's necessary to constantly throw things out on Facebook. Oh, I'm predicting this. I'm predicting that. I think that's just people who want to be recognized. And right. Noticed. Exactly. Okay. I've so got to take I, an, I'm I sorry. 
Excuse me, I got to break in here. I've got to take another really quick break here before we start our final segment. So hang on there, Mitch. We'll be right back. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because of Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we will need affordable supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you. And with her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you some money. Now, coming up here on October 15th is open enrollment time. It goes to December 7th, and this is the time for you to enroll in Medicare if you haven't already, if you've just turned 65, or if you want to change your existing medical plan, you can do this during the open enrollment period. Contact Susan today to set up your appointment. She will get you all set up. So if you need more information, you can call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Our guest today is Mr. Mitchell Lewis from New York City. And we are now talking about the Inauguration Day chart and Election Day chart. You can create charts for the exact moment I don't know exactly how you pick a time on the election. Well, you pick a time for the inauguration day because it's always at noon. Yeah. So you picked 12 noon p.m., I think. Yeah, on Washington. Okay, yes. Right. Okay. Oh, yes, of course, that makes sense. That's when he's elected. Right. I I was thinking the election day is a little bit harder to pinpoint, isn't it? No, the election day is all day. And you know that Mercury goes stationary. Yes, I know. Well, you know, there's a, there's a saying that's attributed to Voltaire. God is a comedian playing to an audience too afraid to laugh. <laughs> I've often... And when you look, I know. You know, when you look at all of this, you say, well, this is, this is comedy. Especially oh. there are going to be millions of, of mail-in votes yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And Mercury goes direct on that day. Right. And are we really going to know? Or is it going to be a fight? Is it going to go to the Supreme Court? It's going to be... Right. I mean, all the things that deal with Mercury issues and Mercury is going direct and then also moons in Gemini, too. So how funny can this get, you know, as far as, you know, the chart that's picked out for it? It's really amazing. God has a great sense of humor. Great sense of humor. Yeah. What's known as the Sibley chart. It's got about a 12 degree Sagittarius rise. Right. Yeah. And Seth rising, too. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I yeah, see, no, and Sad's rising too. Yeah. yeah said, well, that's one degree off of my ascendant. <gasps> Is it? <laughs> I like this country. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, may, I may stay for a while. Okay. Well, good. Good to hear that. So, so the moon at 13 degrees Gemini right. is more right. or less exactly on the descent. Okay. Yeah. The descendant rules partnerships, open enemies, relationships of all sorts. Mm hmm. You know, it's it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be obviously an interesting election, no matter what. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, of course. You know, you know, I I am making my predictions. Other astrologers are making theirs. Um, Still, 
the bottom line is what I was trying to, to express earlier to Doug. Uh, it depends on how far one looks. In other words, uh, people call me up and say, I have to have an operation. Mm-hmm. It's got to be on a Tuesday in May. Mm-hmm. So I take a look and I tell them which is the best day to have the operation. Okay. Somebody, if somebody comes along or calls me up, which did happen to me, the husband called me up and said his, his wife, who's a student of mine, was in the emergency room, needed an, a, 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 an emergency gallbladder operation. And she knew the moon was void, of course. Oh. What should she do? Mm-hmm. Well, I had to make a quick decision. I said, ask the doctor when the next time is that they could possibly do the operation. Right. They came back and said it would be six weeks. Mm-hmm. I said, have the damn operation. You'll be fine. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to sit with that pain for six weeks and, and maybe there'll be internal bleeding and who knows. Yeah, right. So at the operation, everything is fine. Okay. So if we have time to pick and choose, that's one thing. If you want to look just at the election and the inauguration, well, that's as far as you're looking. But if you're going to look ahead a few years, mm-hmm. then what I do when I do mundane astrology, I have, well, you saw my webinar, I have hundreds of charts mm-hmm. that, I, that I look at and I, I pick and choose which ones I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I look ahead, not just to this election, but to the one in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know what's down the line. I want to know what the effects will be financially if Biden wins or if Trump wins. I want to know what the effects will be on the Supreme Court if Trump wins. Right. And what will then happen to our nation, what the changes will be. Mm -hmm. And so it's far more. I look much further against Sage rising. I tend to look forward. You know, Sage is somebody who can look into next week, but they can't find the glasses when they're on the forehead. So, you know, I'm very familiar with that. And I recognize in myself that 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 sometimes is an issue that I need to pay attention to, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and America has a sad rising. So we we, I believe I like that chart very much. And so I believe we have that same issue Mm -hmm. that it's very difficult for us to deal with what's right here. And now we're so busy looking at tomorrow and next year and the future. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, it's just, um, I was just thinking, isn't 13 degrees in your moon really close to your, your planets? Your... It's exactly in my sun. Oh, of course it would be. Okay. Your sun is 13 degrees, gentlemen? Yes, it is. Well, it's right on top of my descent. Moon huh? is at 12. Okay. And your That's... moon opposes my moon. Well, okay. All right, there you go. There you go. A little bit of an opposition between us. <laughs> yeah, right. Not a bad thing. It's not bad. Yeah. But I also fall in your seventh house. Ooh. Watch out. <laughs> and Mars sits right there with it all. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, we, we will we will say what we think, Doug. We're not gonna we're not gonna pretend, you know. Right, right. Exactly. Of us. So, you know, I think we've come to the end of our time today. Darn it. This was really fun. Thank you. I had a good time. Too. I'm glad you did too. We'll have you on again soon. I think maybe we'll probably have maybe have you on a little bit to talk a little bit more about the election, but I'm not sure. I'm kind of focusing the next several weeks on the election. So we're getting your perspective on it, and it's interesting. So well, there's and, so much more to talk about. I mean, oh, we'll I know. I mean, just open yeah. a door and Look, I hope out. some of your I hope some of your listeners will, will uh, uh, listen to my podcast. That's right. And your email, Apparently, what is your uh, website address? MitchAstro.com Mitch or, Jupiter Rising, or JupiterRising.com. 
Okay, and Jupiter rising. Yay, all right, same, cool. It's the same, yeah. Same. Yes, right. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Mitch. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was great chatting with both of you. Boy, thank and, you. And do be well, and, and my prayers to you all out there. And I hope yeah, this, thank you. I hope for, I pray for rain. What can I tell yes, you? Yes, we are praying for rain. It looks yellow out there. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, the, the, there was a wall of windows behind me. So anyway, thank you for being on the show again. Thanks. Okay. Be well. Everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Now let's go on to what's going on here. How much more time we got? Four minutes. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Um, it looks like I got an interesting little email the other day from Burr's Restaurant. Looks like they're opening up again soon. Yay. I'm so excited. They're such a good restaurant. Isn't that exciting, Doug? It is. It is. You know, that's just in my neighborhood, too, so I love it. We're ready for the entire state to open as soon as we can see it. Yeah, I mean, some of the restaurants are (laughs) open. We can't see it at all. You can't see. (laughs) I can't see a thing out there. can't see anything. And that means that the Poodle Dog will open up again, too, because they're by the same people. So that'll be good. Anyway, so, um, and they decided to wait till stage three, basically. And, you know, we've got a pretty... I think we've got a good handle on the COVID cases right now. Not not going up hugely, but they're kind of tapered off. So that's good. Anyway, so, um, which means I might go back and be doing readings at Burr's and also at the Pizza Casa, but I'll let you know about that for sure. So let's see if I got anything else here. Oh, okay. Uh, what is your um, number, dear? Uh, the best way to reach me is either text or call 206 769 Four nine two four. Okay, great. Thank you. And I am EileenGrimes.com, or you can get a hold of me at the show page at JupiterRisingShow.com. And so, anyway, on the next show, oh, and Mitch, Mitch Astro, let me get, let me get it out again, www.MitchAstro.com. That's Astro, A-S-T-R-O. Okay, so next week on the show, we have on Virginia Bell. Virginia Bell is so awesome. You're going to like him, Nathan. No, I like her, Nathan. Excuse me, it's a girl. Anyway, <laughs> so she's really awesome. And I think the next week beyond that, we've got either or. We have either Chris Fisher on the show or Susan Bergstrom. Not sure yet. but And then also next month, we're really excited to have on Mr. John O'Dowd. will be back here, I think, the second week in October. So And he's the one that has written the books about Barbara Payton. And so um, and he's just a fabulous guest. So we're he's just excited. Hmm? He is delightful. He is wonderful. So anyway, we're so excited about hearing from him and what's going on in his life. He's got some good stuff going on. So anyway, that's it for us. Oh, it's two more minutes? What do you mean? <laughs> it was hard to see that phone. That I couldn't even see his fingers over here. I couldn't see the time because of the, the smoke fog. gets in your eyes. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It gets in your it eyes. It's like. See. Didn't they write a song about that? Smoke gets in your yes, eyes. Yes, that's the name of a song. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So. And we're living it today. Yeah, we are living it. This is just, just the coolest thing. No, it's not. Anyway, um, it'll be gone probably by Tuesday. Hopefully, when we get some rain through here. It's yeah, it's just when we want rain, we don't get it. Type of thing. You know. Is, is rain on the agenda? Yeah, uh, just a on chance Tuesday. on Monday. Monday. Yeah. It's like forty percent. Mostly cloudy day otherwise. Yeah, and you can have the offshore flow. We'll come in and push the stuff out to eastern Washington. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) 
Oh, I used to go to school over there, I should say. Shouldn't say anything. But anyway, so I think that's it for us. Okay, he goes, okay, you can stop now. So anyway, we're going to be back here next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. 